the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan Subscribe and Drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at Nissan.ie. You're very welcome back to the hard shoulder. Michael McGrath is the Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform and he joins me now. Minister, you're welcome to the show. Can you talk us through the uh, latest exchequer returns? Uh, sure. Good afternoon uh, to you, Kieran, and uh, Happy New Year and to all your listeners as well. Um, so, yeah, we published this afternoon the exchequer returns for uh, December, just gone. And, of course, that also allows us to give the overall picture for 2021 in relation to the public finances. And uh, on the positive side, the uh, deficit in the public finances in 2021 was a lot smaller than we would have ex- expected even a short few months ago. So the exchequer deficit uh, is coming in at 7.4 billion euro. Uh, that is almost 5 billion euro less than would have been forecast uh, on budget day. Uh, we are reporting a record uh, level of taxation receipts, uh, 68.4 billion euro, uh, with really strong growth, not just in corporation tax, but also in VAT, which is a good measure of activity across the domestic economy because it's consumption-based tax. Uh, and also uh, significant growth in income tax receipts uh, across the year as well. So um, a lot of signs of encouragement about the resilience and the strength of the economy, and I Mm. think it does underline uh, the importance of continuing to support sectors, supporting businesses uh, that need it, because uh, we were certainly seeing evidence of that come through in the exchequer return. Still a large deficit, but a lot smaller than we we would otherwise have expected uh, up to a short few months ago. I know that there was, there was kind of a, a lot of concerns you and and the finance minister Pascal Donoghue would have shared in recent months, but two of them were to do with scarring that maybe things like corporation tax returns might have been kind of papering over some of the the deeper problems and the more long term problems caused by COVID, and, and the other concern was the viability of businesses once life support began to be pulled. I mean, have those concerns? abated to a degree, if not disappeared entirely after today's returns? I think we absolutely accept that there will have been scarring uh, on the domestic economy in different sectors. We won't know the full extent of that until we fully withdraw supports. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, a little bit like removing a bandage and you see how the wound has healed. And uh, certainly there will be sectors uh, that will require additional support into the future. But you have to, I think, also recognise that the businesses we're supporting now are businesses that were viable up to the pandemic. Uh, So up to, you know, early 2020. Now, it is certainly the case that uh, consumer habits will have changed over the last two years and uh, there will be you know a change in behavior and a change in uh, in people's consumption patterns but these are businesses that in our view are by and large inherently viable and the fact that uh, the uh, strength of those sectors is coming through in the, the taxation returns and also in the employment numbers uh, gives us great encouragement uh, while the number of people on the pandemic unemployment has gone up uh, by about 17,000 in the last month since restrictions were imposed. You, you will recall there were forecasts that it would grow by multiples of that. So I think our strategy of encouraging employers to keep people on the books, uh, to pay the wage subsidy scheme, as opposed to letting them go and go on the PUP, uh, has proven to be the right approach. Uh, so there will be scarring, and not every business that is currently being supported will survive, Kieran. I think it would be naive of us to think otherwise, uh, but we do believe that the overwhelming majority will, uh, and our, our 
real purpose here is to give them every possible chance mm. of surviving a pandemic that is no fault of their own. And, and uh, did the returns, I mean, do they give you more options when it comes to budget 2023? Well, that won't is that, be... Is that the first budget 2023 on, question you've been asked this year? It certainly is. Um, look, we, we have agreed back in, in the summer gone uh, an overall strategy for the management of the public finances. I think what this means is that uh, the, the risk of something going wrong in the public finances, seriously wrong, uh, is diminished. Uh, we will you know, stop adding to the national debt uh, more quickly. Uh, we will be able to close the budget deficit uh, more quickly. And in April, we'll publish a stability programme update where we'll set out what all of that means over the next number of years. But it is important that we stick to the plan that we have. And on the expenditure side, we, we have adopted a new rule, which has been uh, broadly supported by the Fiscal Advisory Council, and that is that uh, growth in expenditure uh, should be limited to the, the overall trend growth rate in the economy, and that's the right thing to do, and it makes sure that uh, our expenditure remains on a sustainable path. We'll have a really strong public capital investment programme uh, this year of up to €12 billion, Euro, so that will in itself generate a lot of jobs and will get work done uh, that needs to be done, uh, new schools, mm. A new investment in healthcare, in climate action infrastructure, and so on. And uh, the overall forecast for the economy uh, for this year is is that it, it will uh, continue to recover. Uh, we will see growth this year uh, in the economy, and I think we can take heart from these figures. But of course, there are risks and there are challenges. Yeah. Not least well, among them will be the future um, pathway of of this virus, and none of us can predict that with any certainty. Yeah, well, let me ask you about a, a, an immediate uh, challenge to, to, to some sectors in the economy, which is the rules around close contacts. I know Neffet are going to uh, consider this, by all accounts, tomorrow, relaxing the rules. H- how important is that? We, we spoke to Eugene Drennan from the Irish Road Hauliers earlier, uh, who, who talked about the fact that, you know, we're, we're staring down the barrel of empty supermarket shelves if the close contact rules continue as is, given how prevalent Omicron is. They simply won't have drivers available. It is a concern, and we are getting feedback from you know a range of different sectors, and also from across the public service. And uh, there is some flexibility uh, within each department uh, to sanction a derogation uh, from these rules. But that's something that has to be done, you know, on a very careful basis. And if it are going to look at this, I uh, wouldn't um, like to build up hope that there will be an imminent change. Uh, I'm not at all sure that we will get a recommendation on this issue uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're not at the peak of Omicron yet. Um, but I would encourage people, Kieran, to, to look at what the actual rules are. I mean, if you are a close contact of a confirmed case, for example, and um, if you have been fully vaccinated and you've received a booster, the general rule of thumb uh, is that you have to restrict your movements for, for five mm. days. But that's five days from when you had contact with the person who became a confirmed case, it's not five days from when you received a text from the HSC unless you don't know when you last met the person who gave you COVID. So the, the details matter here and uh, we did discuss... OK, so so even even if Nevit don't give the advice that you hope and that Eugene Drennan and others hope they will give tomorrow to relax the rules, it's important that people know the rules. You suspect there's a lot yeah. of people out there kind of counting five days from when they're contacted by the yeah. HSE rather than when they met their friend. Exactly, even though they might have met the friend three days prior to that and the five days starts from when they met that person 
not from when they get told that they're a, a close contact. And these details matter um, because if somebody has to restrict their movements and, and not be able to go to work for, for two days as opposed to five days, and you multiply that out across uh, society and the economy, it can make a very big difference. So, look, we, we have a job of work to do as well, and we discussed this today. Uh, all of the information is online uh, on the HSE website, um, but I think uh, it, we can improve the way in which it's mm. communicated um, because those details do matter. Yeah, well, listen, that, that, that net meeting is happening tomorrow, and you can be sure we'll be covering it here on the hard shoulder, notwithstanding... Uh, the 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 likelihood or not of of Neffet changing those rules. I mean, when you look at the changing rules around travel and the abandonment of testing to get in and out of the country, when you look at the fact that it, it is unlikely Neffet are going to recommend new restrictions, that schools are reopening uh, uh, tomorrow, we have the cabinet signing off as well on the purchase of these antiviral pills uh, that are, are expected to arrive on these shores in about four to six weeks' time. I mean, just despite what we're facing, and I don't want to be dismissive of the, the challenge of Omicron and, and the challenge of the healthcare workers, and I mean, what they must be dealing with yeah. at the moment, I'm sure a lot of them worked off their feet, but there's a real sense of a kind of a positive direction of travel. Is that fair? Well, I think we're in a far, far better place than we were uh, a year ago, for example, when the vaccination programme was was literally only starting. And, you know, to have reached 94% of the adult population, uh, to have had uh, two doses and, uh, you know, we're leading the EU in terms of the booster vaccination programme. So we are making progress and we did give the approval for uh, the purchase of these three uh, new antiviral drugs. We hope they'll come uh, in, in the next number of weeks and there will be another layer of protection but look, we're not out of the woods. You know, we're seeing uh, a record number of cases every day. But the link between new cases and hospitalisation is not quite broken, but it is dramatically weaker than it was before. And that may well be in part because of the, the nature of this variant. But it is also in part because of the level of vaccination that we have uh, and the fact that people you know, have, by and large, really bought into that and are supporting the programme. And we would just continue to encourage people uh, who qualify for the booster uh, to go and, and get it as soon as you possibly can. It is making a real difference. And so uh, the antiviral drugs is another layer of protection that we're adding. And uh, so there, there, there is grounds for optimism. Um, but I'm really conscious that, mm. as you acknowledged, in our hospital system in particular, um, there is real stress and pressure. And, uh, we, you know, it does behove all of us to do everything we possibly can to ease that pressure over the period ahead. Michael McGrath, Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform. Thanks a million for joining us on the show.